We just wanted to say that any opinions expressed in the following episode is strictly those of the individuals. They are not meant to offend or insult anyone or their beliefs. Coarse language may be used. Listener's discretion is advised. One thing I've learned with my time on this beautiful and crazy world is that no one 100% agrees on everything in life. Sadly, most people get angry or in some cases violent. Many times I wonder though, can we listen to others without getting angry? Can we say what we think without being mad? Can we debate without hate? Let's find out in today's episode. And I'm her co-host, Owen. And today is a debate without hate. Yeah, you know, we thought uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. and uh, The last one was super rusty. <clears throat> yeah, you know, just uh, a few things didn't quite go well. And we thought, uh, you know, let's do like Fun Fact Fridays and stuff. But no, now we're going to go put each other back in the hot seat. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. But first, uh, shout out to our friend, Black White Check, for the intro and outro music find their details in the show notes absolutely okay so now i have a question for you mm-hmm. you've played a few uh horror style video games in your time what do you think is a better antagonist when it's a guy that's lost uh you know or a guy that's gone all evil and megalomaniac or when a girl's gone all evil megalomaniac type thing. I think I'm using those words right. <laughs> um, I guess it kind of... I would say... What's the most, like, memorable ones? Like, I'm just kind of curious as to what you feel, like, is a better antagonist. I mean... I would say probably... Because at least in, like, the games that I've played, it's mostly men. But there's, like, the odd female. And so I would say female. Oh, and how come? Uh, they're just a little more... Maybe relatable? (laughs) Yes, I am evil, and it makes it much more relatable. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but yeah, I guess in a way it's a little more relatable. And typically it's got, like, a story where, like, maybe they've been spurned or something. And you're just like, yeah, I dig that. (laughs) She's going to go and, uh, you know, right some wrongs that uh, have uh, hurt her in her life kind of thing or whatever. Exactly. Like, you know, she wants revenge and she's going to get it. Nice. So I, what about you? Well... See, personally, I kind of prefer when it's more of just a complete, like, uh, how to put it, um, like in Star Trek when it's like the Borg, in uh, Stargate when it was the Replicators, something that is just 
one unison mind kind of thing, like, uh, something that's, like, it is completely unison in the way it works, because then this way there's no remorse, there's no mercy, there's no, they do not give any ground, like, Starship Troopers, those bugs and everything, you know, is there's a collective that it's, they all work together in trying to achieve something that is like trying to kill or wipe out you or the human race or something like that. Kind of like the whole zombie type thing. Because like to me, that's the one where it's like, I find that one the scariest because they're like, that's the one that I like to fight the most because it makes it more of like the whole, there's no, oh, are they doing the right thing or the bad thing? Am I the bad guy or whatever? It's like, you know, right or wrong, good or evil kind of thing, like, whatever you want, you know that you have to win outright and utterly, or the problem's not going away. Mm. Which is why my favorite army in Warhammer 40k is also the Tyranid, because I like the whole idea of, like, every single thing is a living predator, and they want to eat everything in front of them, regardless of human, Eldar, Orc, whatever, they want to eat it all. <laughs> okay, so you're saying you don't care male or female you just want them to be like a hive mind like the new resident evil game yeah exactly like uh everything's all connected yeah it's all connected and they all have a like a driving force that makes them all work together in that regard because mm -hmm. don't get me wrong like there are some good storylines that have um like the a male's an antagonist kind of thing or the female's the antagonist but sometimes I find that the story gets so convoluted or gets so um, drama-filled in that regard, which, don't get me wrong, can make a great story. But I just love the idea that, uh, you know, it's like a swarm of rats or something like that, just rushing uh, up to come and get you kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, you know, you, you, uh, you kill one, but there's like a hundred more behind it that are going to get you. So it's either you run for your life or you start spraying bullets or something like, you know, it's, it's just this unstoppable wave of malcontent that is going to get you. And that to me is the one that drives the most, um, fear into anyone who's like, all right, time to go kick some ass. And then it's like, Oh, I was unprepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought my only choice was male or female. Oh, <laughs> so, I will still stick, I will stick by my answer of female. Mm -hmm. But if I get to choose kind of like anything, I would say like goats. Ah, the vengeful spirit type thing. Yeah. And it's just like super spooky, like all the spooky shit's happening and stuff. Um, kind of like Silent Hill-ish. Oh yeah, that's sort a Sort of stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, the whole ghost thing can be quite the good, like, antagonist and everything, but to me, it's something, like, I, you know, it's when everything is, like, still living or functioning as, like, one kind of uh, entity in a way. Mm -hmm. um, to me, there it's something more scary about that versus, because, like, you know, it's like, you can still fight it and everything, but when it comes to the ghost type thing, it's like, oh, if I bring some sage and some holy water and blah, 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 and, you know, just... Uh, sprinkle around some salt or whatever, and it's like, oh, well, we're out of salt. Is sugar okay? Hell no, sugar's not okay. I need salt. You know, 
I sense some um, skepticism. Like you don't believe in ghosts. No. <laughs> hey, like I said, you know, if ever if the ghost ever tried to haunt my ass, I would literally just be like, all right, look, dude, either I'm punching you in the face or you're getting lost. Like, just choose now because I'm not giving you a middle ground. <laughs> but I know you've been like, hey, no, no Ouija boards, no uh, cursed dolls or whatever. Yeah, none of that shit. And I think for me personally, that's probably why ghosts are the better antagonist to me. Mm -hmm. Because that's freaky as shit, man. It is until, you know, you bring around the, you know, purification methods that have been kind of t tried and tested in a lot of regards. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. Um, now, my next question for you mm -hmm. is in regards to... So, video gaming has been around since, like, what? Uh, the mid-80s or something like that? Like, there's been the Atari and stuff like that. Yeah the original Nintendo and blah, blah, blah. Like, you can go way back and stuff. And now there's the PlayStation 5, the Xbox uh, X series, and uh, the Nintendo Switch. You know, the three main, like, big contenders and stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> now I know you haven't played with every system, but what do you think was, like, for the time when it came out was probably one of the best systems to play on? I would say the Super Nintendo was a good one. Yeah, you know that, because uh, that was like a, what, 16-bit uh, console and everything. Had the four buttons on the right, the directional pad. Even had uh, some of those trigger buttons on the bumpers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that was a pretty good system in regards to that. Yeah. Any uh, reason why that was kind of like your favorite system? Or was there a particular game that made that your favorite system? Um... Definitely, like, the Super Mario. Ah, the classic. Yeah, well, the third one, I think, was the one that was on the... Maybe it was the second and third one that were on the Super Nintendo, but definitely the third one. Yeah, Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, and I absolutely loved that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, you know, I'm gonna... Pro uh, personally say that my favorite system that came around <clears throat> was uh the nintendo gamecube because even though it like the discs and everything were a lot smaller than what was coming out on the playstation 2 and the first xbox that came out around the time it kind of felt like to me because there was a nintendo 64 that was kind of like the first step into like 3d gaming with like james bond golden eye or uh <laughs> Star Wars, uh, Rogue Squadron, or Super Mario uh, uh, 64 and stuff like that. You know, kind of like, those were big game changers because you went from being like a side-scrolling 2D kind of world to, uh, hey, now we're introducing a third element. The like, you know, Now we don't have just the height and the width, we also got the depth and everything. And yeah, I was like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. But there was something about the Super Smash Brothers Melee game, the Super Mario par uh, Party games on that system and everything. And also that was the console that had the four controller plugins. So when you did couch play with like a couple of buddies, you weren't like, oh, well, just me and my one friend here can play. It was 
No, no, no. Like, if you want to play four players, like, this was pre-internet and everything, or at least the idea of playing online was not quite uh, ironed out a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, there was uh, a lot of fun times with that, with, like, the Mario Kart games on there. And like I said, that... So it felt like that uh, the 3D graphics had been refined a lot because there had been a lot of, like, tr- uh, trial and errors with different kinds of games in regards to that. And I remember... To, I can even feel it to this day, my left thumb getting all swollen and numb from all the Smash Brothers Melee that me and uh, some friends way back in the day used to play because it was just like, just giving her as hard as we could and playing tournament styles where it was like, yeah, you know, one round or one knockout eliminations, like real hardcore tournament stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So as much as like, you know, uh, the PlayStation 4 and 5 and the Xbox One or the Xbox X series has really stepped up the game and made online playing and downloading games has been really uh, quite revolutionary in that regards and I feel like that's just going to keep progressing and getting better. Um, there was something about that system that really opened, like made the, it took something that was kind of uh, clunky and needed a lot of work and made it quite uh, uh, kind of uh, I'm not sure how to describe this without sounding like a dingbat or something, but it made it uh, more everyone could like enjoy the graphics and the gameplay at the same time in that regards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, and there was a lot of fram- family-friendly games and stuff. There was also a lot of like good horror games that came out in there. Like that was also when Resident Evil 4 came out, which is still to this day considered one of the best Resident Evil games. Uh, no. You don't think Resident Evil 4 was one of the best ones? No. Okay, well, which one do you think was the better than the Resident Evil 4? The first Resident Evil was the best Resident Evil game. Ah, uh, you know, that one definitely had uh, the whole puzzle system and the very, uh, oh, I will give it this, it did have that giant spider that would make me uh, shit my pants and run out of that room as fast as I could. <laughs> I'd, I'd freaking break down the door and, you know, use every bullet I had to get me out of that room, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But and then of course I'd set fire to the whole building and deal with the, you know, zombie hounds outside. <laughs> but uh, you know the whole the ladder climbing system, the you know dealing with things off in the distance using like um, the submachine gun or the sniper rifle, you know, actually shooting at things like that. It actually made it. Uh, it was such a switch from the original style that didn't lose any of its scare or shock value because like I was saying about the whole unison hive mind type thing there was this level of like oh man uh if this is like you know it it definitely changed it from a suspense like oh man every single one zombie is going to be terrifying and everything now it's giving you a whole village's worth of them well yeah that's part of the reason why to me anyway Resident Evil 4 isn't the best of the Resident Evil. It's not a bad game. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's not number one for me. And it's because I felt like Resident Evil 4 took, like, this step away from the horror and was more... It became more of an action game and less of a horror game. 
Well, clearly you did not play it as long as I did, because there were times where it was like, okay, I'm going to fortify this little house that I'm in when you had the president's daughter and this other guy helping you, and it was just like every time something banged on the window trying to get in, or, you know, something tried to come up the stairs or whatever, it was like, no, get back, get back, I only have so many bullets, and you guys just won't stop coming. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely, like, freaky, but, like, it wasn't scary like the suspense the of like you hear one zombie and you're like oh god yeah or like i'll never forget and i'm pretty sure it was one that was in like the teaser trailer or whatever but when you come around that like one corner and that one zombie just turns and like looks at you mm, yes right? i know i remember that scene yeah and stuff and like that was fucking terrifying for the time and that's what sold me on the Resident Evil games. And so, 1, 2, and 3 kind of had that same, like, suspense and... and Build-up of, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, scary monsters and lichens and, you know, and whatnot. But by the time you got to, like, Resident Evil 4, it was more, like, uh, jump scare. Kind of almost mm. when they would, like, bang all of a sudden, right? And I was like, ah, that's good. But I mean, horror movies give me that. So, you know, it was, to me, it was just more action-y and a little less like, oh shit. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, to me, the action-y part of it made you actually feel like, oh man, I've got all these guns and I, you know, my character's so badass and everything, but you're in way over your head. So this has all got to be like hit and run tactics and you got to be smart about it and um that to me is what made it like it was a step forward in a good direction whereas for you that was a step not uh backwards or anything just a step in a different direction that you didn't uh, take to if i'm getting that correct yeah absolutely it wasn't a horrible game by all means i would play it again it is i mean it, i own at least the six of them right the first six so i would definitely play it again but it's just not my I mean, hell, I've still got a GameCube with the the Resident Evil game for that GameCube that comes with two discs and everything, so... Yeah. Obviously, we both liked the game, and you liked the other games enough to... I believe you downloaded them? Yeah, so what happened was, uh, when Resident Evil 6 came out, uh, you could buy, like, the special edition that had the download codes for the first five mm. games. Yeah. And then you got, like, a hard copy of the sixth game yep and that's what i bought because by this time i was on to a playstation 3 and i did not have any of those previous systems like playstation or playstation 2 and i did not have any of the games none of the physical copies yeah so i was like oh i can buy the remastered digital versions yeah. maybe not remastered not but... not remastered at least not the first one was definitely not remastered but you know it was still so that's, yeah. So I own the first six anyway. No, that's fair. And I mean, and I respect your uh, choice on the first one being the best one. Because, I mean, that was, like, obviously the one that set the foundation for the whole series and stuff. Yeah. And I just liked, uh, like I said, the whole feeling like, hey, you're a badass. But then when it's something comes along, it smacks you across the face going, hey, you're not as tough as you think. Me, that's uh, kind of the whole, uh, you know, that's what made... The other, or like the the fourth one, so good was that 
It's the whole, hey, I've got bullets and I've got lots of guns, but these guys have so many, like they, you know, shooting flaming arrows at me. They're throwing Molotov cocktails. They've got pitchforks. And there's dozens of them against little old lonely me. Mm. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. That little girl's voice always crying out, Leon, was almost as bad as uh, Navi from Ocarina of Time constantly going, hey, listen, look, and everything. And it's, I'm going to go crazy if you keep trying to get my attention when there's nothing really important to say. <laughs> Gah, you know, kind of in that regard. So. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, yeah, again, I respect your uh, opinion, even if I do disagree with it on regards to which one's better. Yep, I would agree. I respect your opinion, even if it's wrong. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hey, can... It's an opinion. It's not, uh, you know, anything. Uh, it's not like we're trying to debate uh, physics or anything like that. You would win. Well, and also it's like... <laughs> and also, again, how do you debate physics? Isn't that just science? Pretty much, but there are people that try to debate it, and I'm not going to get into that topic because no. I'm not ready for that big of a headache. No. I have not had enough to drink to deal with that. Yeah, I've not had enough coffee today. <laughs> well, I would need something a little stronger than coffee, personally, because that's the only thing that would make... That actually gives me a great idea for a future episode. I'll leave that as a surprise for uh, all of our listeners. Anyways, let's move on. Okay. Okay. I got one for you, though. All right, shoot. Okay. Which game genre do you think is the best? Um, there's quite a few. Like, obviously, there's action, racing, horror, strategy. Um, I think I'm probably missing a type or two, but I think my personal favorite um, has got to be one that utilizes a good strategy system. Because you could have, like, a good uh, horror game and everything. You can have a great racing game. But there's something about just having a little bit of strategy mixed into how things work that can give you a competitive edge in regards to most things. And, you know, kind of that beating your opponent mentally before you face them will help you beat them when it comes time to go toe to toe. So, like, can you give me an example of a game? <clears throat> uh, yeah, so... Um, Destiny being an easy one, um, you know, there's all kinds of different armor pieces that have different attributes to how your character, uh, the speed they run around at, how high they can jump, how quickly they recover, how hard it is to hurt them. Uh, then, of course, you've got Fallout, where it's like you can make your character more stealthy, more long range, more uh, weapons orientated kind of thing like that, more close combat stuff. Then, of course, my personal favorite, uh, the original StarCraft game, that game there, which was the whole, you know, things had different ranges. You had flying units, you had ground units. Uh, there was Advanced Wars for the Game Boy and stuff. That was a real fun game for me in junior high. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's like there's those kinds of games where it's <clears throat> kind of a chess game and everything. But before your year uh, four, like whatever forces you're commanding or you go toe to toe with your opponent yourself. There's a kind of a, you can tweak the system and make your character different and unique in a lot of ways that, you know, changes how your character plays mm -hmm. or your army plays or whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah, like the whole uh, preparing yourself to face your opponent mentally uh, will help you beat them physically. 
is like a big thing to me. And I guess that's why strategy games to me will always have a special place in my heart. I like racing games. I like horror games. I like uh, the <clears throat> um, like Street Fighter and stuff like that or Smash Brothers, Mario Party, all that kind of stuff. But ones that throw in a, a good amount of strategy into it, not ones that are like super complex, over-the-top like civilizations and everything. I mean, that game there... You don't play a quick round of Civilizations. You play a, a year of Civilizations <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like things like that, where it's like that, a good amount of strategy, but not a redonkulous amount. That's fair. That's fair. What about yourself? Uh, my favorite is <coughs> horror. Wow, surprise, surprise on that one. Because <laughs> obviously you just said Resident Evil was like kind of like your favorite game in regards. Yeah. So how come horror over any other genre? Um, I like being scared, but like in that safe way of being scared, where you're like, oh, it's not going to pop off the screen and kill me. Well, okay. Uh, you know, I really wish, like, this is the part of me that really wishes, like, we could do, uh, like a video aspect to this thing, where we could get you to play that Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted VR game, so this way you could actually, um, try doing a lot of those, uh, games in there, because it's a horror game, but... Oh, man. Yeah, like I said, when that time when I was trying to do the ductwork thing and then you touched my arm and I jumped like two <laughs> feet in the air. I was like, yeah, because you're actually like, it's like, you know you're safe, but just the way you know the danger is like trying to get you. I felt really bad about that, by the way, and I was really glad you didn't take a swing. Because, um, ow. But <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't, you had the headphones in, so I'm like, oh, you're not going to hear me. I guess I'll just like tap on you. And I tapped you, and you... Well, wait, you didn't see the TV screen on and everything, or...? No, I... I did. I knew you were playing the VR. Yeah, no, I know you were... You, I obviously, you'd tell us playing the VR. I had the headset on and everything. I'm just kind of thinking, it's like, couldn't you see how far in the level I was, or...? No, you... That was... I woke up... Wasn't that, like, the middle of the night? And you had the TV off? No, no, no. Because I wasn't was... watching you play. No, no, that was a different time. Oh. Anyway... I don't know, but I did feel bad about it, but, and it would also, by the way, be fun to play Five Nights at Freddy's on the VR. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, there, I mean, to me, there's a little bit of strategy in certain horror games. Like, for example, I consider Fallout to be a horror game. Yeah, no, that's fair. The amount of times I've jumped from uh, ghouls <laughs> getting like a, a sneak attack swing on me kind of thing. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to pick this up and get this thing. And like, oh, what's in here? And then all of a sudden just, <laughs> was like, oh, man. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely jumped a little bit because just having something make your character move, the controller vibrate, and, you know, you hear the loud from the ghouls. It's like, uh, shit. Yeah, or like... The other night, I was playing Fallout, and I was walking through the forest, and next thing you know, there's a friggin' Yao guy. Yao guy? Yep. Yao, yeah, sorry, Yao guy. And uh, my mouth doesn't like that many vowels, I apologize. <laughs> um, and then, so I killed it, which I lucked out because I was really low level. Oh, nice. But it was like, there was like the shack that I could like duck into. Yeah. And then just, like, shoot it from the shack. And I was like, thank my lucky stars on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the whole find a little hidey hole and everything. Something where it can't reach into. And then you just 
shoot bullets out towards it. Yeah, and I actually don't know if it was, like, glitching, and that's why it couldn't come in, or if it actually just couldn't come in. Because it was a big doorway to the shack, right? Ah, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm so lucky. And then, like, five minutes later, I'm walking by some water, and all of a sudden, I'm not even kidding you, there were, like, seven Meyer lurks, and one <clears> was, like, had the skull. And I'm like... Oh, yeah, that skull is an indicator to GTFO. Yeah, and I kept going because I was like, I'll be able to do this. It's fine. Just take them out one at a time. It was not fine, and I died. And I was like, well, at least it still counted my kill from before. Oh, the Yaogwai, yeah. Yeah, but it, like, terrified me. Like, I was like, ah! <laughs> you just can't pump out enough bullets quick enough. Yeah, and you weren't home because if you were home, you would have probably come, like, if you weren't in the room, you would have been like, what is she doing? Because I was literally like, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> did the neighbors knock on the door? No, surprisingly they did not. So I must not have been as loud as I thought I was, but oh man. Yeah, I was thinking maybe they were like, is she being murdered in, uh, <laughs> in the apartment? Just my character. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I definitely, I just like horror better. Or I shouldn't say better. It's my favorite though, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. Like, it's not that it's like you're saying it's the best genre. It's your preferred genre, like your opinion. Exactly. Which is kind of like the whole premise of these debates without hates is that we're not saying the this is the definitive better. It's just what we prefer over the, what the other person prefers, and that's why it's like, well, you know, I'm. It, it's okay to admit that you're wrong. I'm right. You know, it, it, it's okay. You'll get better. <laughs> exactly. You'll get better. <laughs> so. But yeah, you know, and so. Yeah, saying that horror, like the horror games kind of thing, it's that, it's that healthy level of fear, right? Yeah, definitely. And I have some really good memories from ho playing horror games, too, right? So, you know, yeah, that's definitely my favorite genre, anyway. No, yeah, that's a good point and everything. I mean, that's also, like, one of the reasons why so many people like horror movies. Yeah. Because, um, trying to think of the words here, it's... It's that it's getting that heart rush or heart racing and the, you know, fear and anticipation, but you also know at the same time that you're safe. Yeah. It kind of helps you feel more alive. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Personally, when it comes to strategy games, though, I think it's the whole kind of the fact that uh, no matter what you like people do in life, that there's always a level of like kind of like I said, chess or whatever, where you kind of outthink your opponent. Yeah. That it's not so much like um, that it's quote unquote the best uh, thing or whatever, but it's like who has the big brain here? Who's a smooth brain and who's a big wrinkle stinkle? Kind of in regards to the, you know, outthinking your opponent and how do you give yourself every competitive edge to make yourself more likely to win? And, you know, it's even with all that build-up and everything, there still has to be, an, like, you know, you build up the plan, but then you have to execute it. Mm -hmm. And the old saying goes, no battle strategy ever survives enemy contact because it's not like someone's going to be like, oh, well, that was your plan. All right, well, I'll just let you win. I mean, there's people that rage quit, don't get me wrong, but that's, uh, that's a little different. That's not an actual, like, you know, both people are giving it their all, both mentally and physically, to try to win and comes down to the end of who wanted it more. Yeah, no, exactly. 
All right, so I think I've got one last topic for us to go over. All right, what is it? Okay. It is a Fallout-related question. Okay. If you had to go up against any of the bad, big bads, baddies in that game, what would it be and why? Um, I would say I would ha- want to go up against the Nuka World Raiders. Well, that's specific. <laughs> yeah, because uh, anyone who's played the Nuka World DLC knows just how how fractured and divided those three groups are and how much they're tormenting all the people they have enslaved or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I'd play such a long game, and I would give them such a runaround and everything, and have them so spread out and divided and all, oh, what do we do? I don't know what to do with this, and blah, blah, blah. And then just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, bang, 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 you know? And it's like activating traps and bombs and everything like that, and just be like, all right, you're all dead. Hey, everybody with the exploding collars on that are here against their will, you're free. I <clears throat> deactivate all those collars and blah blah blah. You're safe now. You guys can run this place as an actual trading post or an encampment or something, something that isn't a hellhole for people who aren't trying to kill people. Right. I mean, despite yes, might not have to be technically the biggest monster or whatever, but it's like that whole: do the ends justify the means? Or yeah. I mean, is like, is it really killing? Is it really murder if you're murdering to save not only your own skin but also uh, those of people who just want to live in peace and you know have a better life versus people who just love killing for the sake of killing. I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's a moral question. I mean, obviously it's like the whole fallout concept of it is that there is no laws anymore. It's the might makes right and everything. Yeah. So uh, that would pretty much be my big motivation slash reason. What about yourself? Um, ghouls. And I say ghouls because they're not, really human anymore yeah no they're just feral beasts in human forms essentially i mean there's ghoul people that are completely cognitive and able to like think and interact just like normal people yeah despite no matter how much they look like zombies yeah and so i definitely think like obviously the ones that can communicate i wouldn't want to have to kill because i can communicate with them so i can be like hi i'm your friend right But all the other ones that are, like, feral, I think it would be the closest, like, I think I could wrap my brain around it almost being, like, a zombie apocalypse type thing. Yeah, the brains have been irradiated so bad that they're no longer capable of thought other than attack and eat. Exactly. And so, that way I wouldn't actually have to kill, like, people that are logical thinking, even if they're as stupid as some raiders. Right, and as mean as some raiders. I mean, in my perfect little world here, in this question that I have formed, yeah, it would be only those. So you would only have to take out like the those. feral ghouls. No, well, but for your answer, right, you'd only have to take out the new cooler raiders to save everyone. Who oh, wasn't. well, I mean, again, this is the whole... Uh, depends on, like, what end you're kind of looking at things. Like, to the raiders, they're kind of like, oh, we conquered everything, we took over, blah, 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 we're the ones in charge. But they're the ones that are enslaving people, killing people without any regard for other people's lives and stuff like that. Right. 
So just thinking of it in that regard, it's kind of the whole, when you make somebody do something that you want to do with the threat of ending their lives, it's like, well, that's, that's slavery. And to me right there, that's already a huge, like, all right, well, crack the knuckles, crack the neck. Okay, first I'm going to whoop your ass, then I'm going to whoop your ass, and then your ass kind of thing. Yeah. So and... it's just to kind of be a hero in a way. Yeah, definitely. See, but in this question that I formed, for me, the only thing that I would have to take care of, right? Yeah. Like the mob, take care of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> would be um, feral ghouls. Like, those are the only things that I would actually have to kill. I wouldn't, everybody else would be peaceful. It would just be those ghouls because I don't want to, like, kill other things, right? No, that, that's a fair point and everything. And stuff. Which kind of brings me to a slight side question. Okay. What would you not want to have to face? Oh. Easily, without any shadow of a doubt, I would have to say a sentry bot. Uh, sentry bot. Those big old tank things which has a gun on each freaking arm. It's almost as all-terrain as me kind of thing. Uh, they don't stop, like, I mean, they stop when they overheat for a minute and everything, which gives you a chance to run away, or you can try to get behind it and blow it up, but if you're already doing that, I have a feeling that you're probably pretty wounded, or hopefully your armor's holding up good enough that you're not getting riddled with, like, turning to Swiss cheese. Right. So, I mean, Deathclaw is definitely a close second, but just the idea that this thing has no fear of being shot at, its armor so well, like, it's so heavy-duty because it's military-grade, that most bullets and everything are just bouncing off of it and explosions aren't doing too much damage. Right. So, I mean, and then, yeah, Death Claws, they're able to actually be cunning and everything, but at the same time, it's like, hey, if you can make sure you're in a safe spot, the Death Claws like, oh, well, I can't get to you because you're a freaking coward and blah, blah, blah. Sentry Bot don't care. It's just shooting at you. Yeah, that's fair. How about yourself? Can you guess? I want to guess a Mirelert Queen. Absolutely. Any Myra Lurk. It doesn't even have to be the queen. Any Myra Lurk. Anybody who knows me... Knows that you have a crippling phobia of... Crabs. Yes. And since the Myra Lurks are all crab-like... Yes. I would literally run until I could not run anymore from those damn things. And, like, just to be clear here to most people to understand this is that, okay, so... I've talked about showing her, like, little itty-bitty hermit crabs, the ones that are, like, um, <clears throat> I want to say the size of your thumbnail. They're little itty-bitty things, and those still give you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Now, if you were to up the size of those things up to the size of a human, and the shell on this thing could withstand most, like, rifle bullets and everything, and it comes at you all crouched down, so it's like a battering ram, and then... This big old, like, claw comes sweeping at you kind of thing. Oh, man, you would need to change your pants so fast. I'm getting a headache just thinking about it, like, for real. And stuff, like, I can promise you if we were in the wasteland together and a Meyer alert came, I'd be like, this is what you'd hear. Okay, baby, I love you. I'm running away now. Be safe. See, and here's what I'm thinking. I don't think you'd even have a chance to say that. I think you'd be more like the Looney Tunes thing where it's like <laughs> where you were, there's a dust outline of what used to be you and you're already like 
hundreds of feet running away. Yeah, either that or I just know from having crippling anxiety in real life that I tend to freeze. Yeah, that. Or you just turn into a ball and weep and be like, ah, it's scary, get it away from me. Yeah, and then you'd have to be like, oh, God damn it!" and like run in between. Yes, you'd run in between, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to leave that for a hypothetical for your mind, your imagination to work out all for itself. Then every time you would run in between. <laughs> okay, but then here's a bigger question, because of course, obviously, like, you know, the whole ghouls and raiders and everything, killing those things, blah, blah, blah. Like, as long as we're not dealing with that long-necked Lakowski guy. Um, but Mirelurks, those things there, once you kill them, it's like killing any other animal, like a rad stag or mole rat or uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you could eat the Mirelurk meat. But would you? No. <laughs> you wouldn't even eat it to be like, you tried to kill me, but now that you're dead, I will eat your remains. No, because I don't like crab. Yeah, but, but it proves your dominance. It proves that to, you know, the universe and everything that it's like, I am stronger than you, therefore I'll eat you. You know what I would do? What's that? I would carve it out, and I would take it back to the camp, and I would cook it on the meat fire, and I would feed it to you with <laughs> love. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, and I mean, any. Uh, actually, I want to give a quick little uh, a shout out to a very important scientific little thing about uh, the whole cooking myelurk meat and blah, 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 is that uh, <clears throat> in the... Uh, anyone who knows that we watch uh, game theory and film theory, well, MatPat has a relatively new channel called Food Theory, and he actually covered an episode about the whole idea of eating um, irradiated meat. Mm-hmm. And... It's actually a good watch. I highly recommend any Fallout or any nuclear uh, enthusiast such as myself to go watch because it actually talks about how to make it so you could eat in the wasteland without getting radiation sickness. Yeah, it was super interesting. Um, I'm thinking you might want to rephrase that nuclear enthusiast before like the Canadian version of the FBI comes at us. Well, okay. So if you're someone like me who likes to know how a nuclear power plant works, uh, how a nuclear engine makes a big battleship or like the USS Enterprise sail across the ocean or stuff like that, more of like you want to know how feasible it is as a safe alternative, uh, well, semi-safe. Let's face it, the nuclear waste is kind of, the, yeah, from those things is still a problem that humans are dealing with. Yes. But more to do along the lines of, like, you're actually more interested in the science of it rather than turning something into, like, a dirty bomb. There we go. Thank you for clarifying. Now the Canadian FBI won't come after us. They know that you're not. I won't have a Mountie come knock on the door be like, uh, yeah, so why are you studying nuclear science and physics? A. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, Budge, uh, just trying to figure out why you're uh, so interested in nuclear science, eh? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you got a poutine there. Oh, don't forget your Nanaimo bar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as far as that all goes, like, it's it's a really good episode, and film uh, Food Theory's got some interesting points in regards to how to cook, what to cook, and everything. and What you can grow, where you can grow it, how you can grow it. 
Yeah, exactly. Like there's a, there's also like real life cooking kind of things that they go they they uh, touch on, as well as some video game slash movie type ideas and stuff. And yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's a really interesting one. Like what uh, what pizzas are the best bang for your buck to get? Mm-hmm. So highly recommend that one. So that's my little shout out at the end of this episode. Perfect. All right. So I know this was a bit of a shorter one, and because we only had a few topics to debate about, but I think we had a good difference of opinions absolutely you'll continue to be wrong i'll continue to be right says you (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm just kidding yeah but thank you everybody for uh joining us on this uh debate without hate uh you know be sure to email us or contact us on we have facebook right still yep oh good uh that thing's still around uh (laughs) little nerdy yeah all right and let us know uh which team you're part of or if you know you have a third opinion kind of thing like because obviously when we were talking about antagonists and uh, different like genres of video games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like yeah, be sure to leave us you know an email or something on Facebook telling us uh, what where you sit. Exactly. All right. Well, just remember, guys. No matter what your thing is or what you're into. At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>